Welcome to Two Gals in a Glass Half Full. We are Dr. Jess and Dr. Bobby, two physical therapists just trying to live healthy most of the time and doing our best to see our personal glasses as half full. Some days that is much harder than others. Sometimes we interview others more knowledgeable than us on different topics to teach us about things we do not know, and sometimes you are just stuck with Dr. Jess and I sharing our knowledge and information. So make sure you hit the subscribe button below to stay up to date on all of Two Gals happenings. We have some exciting things in the works for 2023. So uh, this morning, Dr. Jess, what do you have in your glass? I have some tea. I've got a chamomile tea with some local honey. Uh, so trying to uh, stay hydrated, but nice little warm glass. Uh, I like it. So Dr. Bobby, what's in your glass? Plain old water. But I figured since we're talking about exercise this month, namaste little <laughs> water bottle was perfect. Yeah. Plus I got it for Christmas. So it's always fun to use new things. Absolutely. Uh, and so today our guest is Devin. He is uh, works here with me at Core Essentials and as a personal trainer. And so first, Devin, what's in your glass? Uh, good old hot bean water. Mm-hmm. Love this stuff. Can't get enough of it. <laughs> he means <laughs> coffee? Yeah. Drink- I know, I did, it took me a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so Devin's going to be joining us in our month of exercise, which is February. And so trying to talk to people and interview people that actually enjoy exercising (laughs) so that we can share their experience with exercise with others, but then also talk about the realities of like, sometimes it's not super easy to do. And it's not like the first thing we think of like, oh, right now I'd really like to go exercise. So like talk about the barriers as well and how, you know, Devin has overcome the barriers when he doesn't feel super motivated. And so strength training is something that Devin enjoys. And as a personal trainer, he also works with others that mm-hmm. um, maybe need a little bit of guidance and help with strength training. So we thought he'd be a very good person to talk about for our strength day for the month of exercise. Ah, so Devin, what first got you just even interested in exercising? Well, I grew up very active. Uh, skateboarding was one of my favorite hobbies as a young teenager. And, uh, you know, I played lacrosse a lot in like middle school and early high school too. And, uh, but I never really like exercised, right? Like these were just things that I did that were fun to me, right? And they were exercise, but not to me. They were just hobbies. Uh, so I didn't really start exercising until much later in my life when I was about 20 or so. I think I had always envisioned myself as somebody who was physically fit and capable. And once I grew out of these hobbies, I wasn't doing them anymore because I was so focused on work and school. And I continued this in my early adulthood. I reached a point where I was like, you know what? I don't think I am physically fit anymore. <laughs> and I I was like, it's funny I how been... work does that work in school. It does. I think it happens to a lot of young adults too. Like they live these active lifestyles as teenagers and then they like get into this daily grind and they just start losing it and they don't even realize it. So I, I tested myself. I went for, you know, I just started my exercise science thing too. And I tested myself. I went for a a run. I timed my mile and it was like the worst mile I had done in like forever. I was suffering and just like sweating and miserable. And I think it took me like 12, 13 minutes, something so like uh, I I had never run such a poor mile before. So after that had happened, I was like, I got to 
<laughs> I got to step it up, you know? So <laughs> that's where I got started. And, uh, you know, I just started training, uh, endurance cardiovascularly and, uh, strength training with weights. And especially during the whole COVID thing, it was a great time because I was fortunate enough to have weights at my home, a barbell and, and a rack and everything. So I was able to like really focus and, uh, kind of hone in on that. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> Yeah, but using that downtime, I think is really important. Like, okay, I'm kind of stuck. There's nothing else I can do. Mm-hmm. Everything's closed. <laughs> so maybe I'll invest in myself and I'll I'll get myself stronger when there's where there's nothing else to do. Um, so I think that's awesome. I think that's like mm-hmm. a really good, a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, running outside was like one of the few things I was able to do outside, like, Mm -hmm. because it was open space, there's like no one else, I don't have to worry about social distancing or anything. So Mm -hmm. it was it was great for my mental too. you know, Mm -hmm. I looked forward to those runs so much just being able to get out, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So you had mentioned like you had, you know, like weights and all that kind of stuff at your house. Like, how did you first start? Like, okay, where do you even start? Like, did you just like, maybe I'm going to start with like a really light workout. I mean, you had some background knowledge because of your classes in exercise science. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't really, I'm not very good at light workouts. I kind of get like, I get excited and then I, I'm I'm more prone to doing too much than too little for sure. But uh, it was just stuff that I had, you know, background in exercise science and just things that I had learned throughout life because I've always thought that weight training was like interesting and stuff. So I, I just kind of, you know, picked it up and just started from there. Uh, you know, I like training for strength, pushing for, for bigger numbers. I think that's, that's really fun to do. It's, it's, it's easy to quantify your like goals and stuff when you have like this number, it's like, I want to do this number for this many reps. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, good. That's, that's, that's a goal We're we're headed in that direction. And it makes setting future goals like easy. Cause you just have this very linear progression and it, it feels nice. Every little victory, you know, every five pounds more like feels so fantastic sometimes, even though it's such a small thing. Mm-hmm. So since you have, you know, you said you had, you kind of have your own little home gym, um, from COVID kind of in there, what are like, do you still work out at home or do you belong to a gym and lift there? Or what are some benefits of like kind of both settings that you see? Yeah. So I, I don't work out at home much anymore because I've got my like weight set here in the clinic now that I use with uh, <laughs> clients, but, uh, man, I love doing it when, when I could, uh, cause I was just able to, I I'd be in like my pajamas, you know, I'd like roll out of bed and just turn on some loud music and just just go right to it, you know, and it didn't mm-hmm. matter. I'm like talking to myself and like <laughs> being a lunatic, you know, uh-huh. obviously all of these things you can't do in a commercial gym. right? But <laughs> that's what or if benefits. you do, you may get looked at a little bit, <laughs> get kicked out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's one of like the the benefit. That was like my favorite benefit of working out at home was just being able to like do that. And and it's, you know, it's nice. And, uh, but obviously the benefit to a commercial gym is that you have so many more options, so much specific pieces of equipment, like a seated calf raise machine, you know, like those are wonderful. That's, that's kind of a pain to like set up on your own more, more trouble than it's worth. Uh, so a lot of, a lot of good options that commercial gyms offer. Um, 
so right now I belong to an LA fitness and I have my apartment gym, which has like some options, some machines and stuff, no barbells or anything. And I also have a good amount of workout equipment just at my house. So my current routine cycles between those three settings. So it kind of just depends on my day and my convenience. Uh, but I, I try to do like each one, like I'll probably do about four workouts a week, two at the gym, one at my like apartment gym, and then just one at home where I focus on like calisthenics and like other weird little things like wrist strength and neck strength (laughs) and odd things that you'd get looked at funny for doing in the gym. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's good though, that to see that you don't have to just do one thing. Right? You don't have to like just go to the gym and work out. You don't have to just do something that's at home. I mean, you can really mix and match. That's, I mean, that's a lot of what I do as well. Like we've got the, you know, the gym here at the clinic, but then at home I've got different stuff. And so, and it just kind of depends on how the day's going. I might want to be outside on the AstroTurf. We've got like an AstroTurf area where the boys can play and not get muddy. Well, I use that same area. I've got my sliders I can put out there, stuff that I have a hard time doing here. I kind of save those workouts or like the crazy ones like you're talking about where people would be like, "Uh, what is she doing? (laughs) Or I'm like working, like I'm working through something. Like I'm still trying to figure out the motor pattern, like Mm -hmm. what I want to do with it. And I like to do that where nobody can see me. Uh, That's a really great I have great to point. say, like, it's yeah. nice to hear, like, and especially since you're a personal trainer and, like, that's your job, but there's still times where you're like, eh, maybe I won't do this in the gym. <laughs> maybe this right. is, like, a personal one. Because sometimes, you know, you go to the gym and there's all these people. And the truth is, most of the time, people aren't looking at you. They're there to do their own thing. But I think inside we still feel like it, you know, so it's mm-hmm. it's nice to hear that even professionals sometimes are like, ah, this one's reserved for home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's a great point. I mean, it's that's one of the great things about being able to work out at home is just that ability to learn. Right. You can practice stuff. You can figure things out because that gym has a very social component of it. And that can be a positive thing and a negative thing, too. You know, like it's it's funny when you start going to a gym and you go at the same time and the same days every single time and you start to meet the people there and you you get to know them and you even you know like have like ideas in your heads about some of them they're like characters almost you're like oh this guy who you know maxes out the leg press and does like a really small range of motion love this guy he's great uh and uh it it kind of increases your like adherence you know Mm -hmm. because sometimes I'll I'll be as silly as it sounds I'll think about that like like oh man I got to go to the gym because I'm gonna miss uh what's his face or you know this guy's gonna wonder where I was at you know the janitor's gonna be looking for me (laughs) kind of holds you accountable in a way exactly yeah I think that accountability is is key because it's it's something I'll do like I'll you know you know, text somebody be like, Hey, you know, do you want to meet me, um, you know, in the evening at this time and knowing like, if they say yes, I'm like way more likely to like do a complete workout. And if they're like, Oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, able or whatever. It's like, I'm more likely to do less Mm -hmm. uh, because then I'll be like looking at my phone. I should address that email. I should do this. I should do that. You know? And so it's like, I have to like force the structure and like really like I and that's why I, and that's why I plan my workouts in advance. That way when I come into that day, it's like I almost like use that as my accountability. Like this is the workout you planned. Like finish it. Don't just like 
do part of it and they're like, ah, got like five emails I need to respond to plus document. So uh, yeah, it's hard. It's hard when life gets in the way. So it is nice to have that person. And also like when you get to do with a friend, it becomes a social, Mm -hmm. it becomes more enjoyable and not that, you know, not that I hate working out. I actually like it, but it's just like life gets in the way. So if I can add a relationship component with it and like do it with someone, whether it be a friend, significant other child, like even involving your children, you know, things like Mm -hmm. that. Um, it becomes more enjoyable. And I think that's important with working out is like finding what you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Devin, like, how do you, like, how do you choose how you schedule it into your week? Do you do that in advance? Do you have like certain days that you pick? Like what's the like practicality of getting that to like come together? Yeah. I mean, it really depends on it depends on your life and your life priorities, really. I think you just have to start there. Like if you don't have anything else that you're doing aside from working out, then boom, you start from working out. You just go like, what's the most optimized routine I can do, right? But most people can't do that because they have they have lives, they have careers, they have jobs, school, friends, family, social things. So, And those usually come first over exercise, which is understandable. So you kind of have to set those things first. Like where do those fall? And where can you plan exercise around that? And I'm a big fan of like you, like preparing exercises ahead of time, right? And for those days where you don't want to exercise and you're like struggling through it, it's nice to have that plan, you know? Already made. It's already made. You just you just have to do what you set out to do initially. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I tell myself. Like if if all I can get is the bare minimum, just go through the motion of the day, like you just have to do it like that. Yeah. And I, I feel better once I'm like in it and going and I've committed right. to like, mm-hmm. like, I'm not like thinking about anything else anymore. Like all of that's still going to happen. I know it's still going to happen, but if I can take these 30 or 40 minutes and just like really invest in myself, then by the time I'm done, I'm actually more awake. Right. I'm more focused. I'm I'm more productive and I'll get whatever else I need to finish done faster um, versus if I was like, oh, I'm kind of tired. I'm not going to work out. I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to finish. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, it takes me way longer to finish my work and I didn't work out. So yeah. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> well, one thing I, so I actually have a personal trainer um, that I've had for a while now. And like right now I'm just going once a week and um, it's just nice because it changes up my routine because he makes me do things that I wouldn't do myself. Um, and I just enjoy that. And I have to say, I, even being a physical therapist have learned so much from him, um, because he's really, really involved in really, um, how Justin and I like to continue our education for physical therapy. He likes to continue his education and train strength training and all that. So it's just nice because I know once a week, normally it's Thursday this week, I'm going to be gone on Thursday. So it's today, Tuesday. Um, but once, once a week, I know I have to go and I can't cancel on him. You know, it's so much easier to cancel on yourself. So I do work with a personal trainer and I think it's very beneficial. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think adding a personal trainer in, like you said, like pros are that it changes up the routine and it helps keep you kind of focused. Uh, I do think that there's like, it's important to have really clear communication and dialogue with the personal trainer as well, though. Yes. Sometimes personal trainers might have a different goal than your goal. And so I've seen that happen a good bit with patients where they're just wanting to get like active and moving. And it's like this, like, oh, we just need to keep hitting more weight. 
and then they get injured. And so it's not necessarily like I want to just lift heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier, you know? So I think just being really clear about what do you want out of exercise? Like, what is your goal? And like, for me, like, I don't really want to lift heavier and heavier and heavier. Like I want to be able to cross train and be able to move quickly with control. And so for me, that's like how I want to be able to move, but other people like to be able to get that heavier weight. Mm -hmm. And so it just kind of depends. And I think just really clear dialogue. And if somebody is not listening to your goals and you can tell their goals are not jiving with your goals, you just find somebody else. Yeah. That's all. I mean, I think that comes with like any healthcare professional, you know, anybody, yeah, anyone that you have, like they should be listening to what you want and you need. And if they, if there's a, in this, I'm more talking like healthcare, if there's a disagreement, like maybe explaining why they should be able to explain why they believe one thing's better for you or not, but ultimately Mm -hmm. it's still your choice. And if their goals and values don't match, then there's plenty other people out there that will. Yeah. Yeah. Just finding the right fit. That's all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like here, Devin, like because of like his experience in, in physical therapy and like in the clinic and dealing with like, we've got people here that just don't feel good all the time. It's just like, he's got a little bit of a different sense of like when somebody's mm-hmm. communicating that it's like, I'm not just c- coming here to like get big muscles and look big. Like I want this function out of my life. So like, he's got a little bit of a different perspective on personal yeah. training than maybe somebody else who really does work a lot with people that just want to, we call it hypertrophy or get big, big muscles. Uh, so it's like trying to find that right person that can like have that dialogue. It's just, it's just key. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's important as a trainer, though, to be able to kind of do as many of those things as possible, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's tricky to have all of those uh, eggs in your basket, mm-hmm. but uh, the more types of exercise that you're aware of and the more ways that you can help people achieve their different goals, the more effective you are as a trainer. So it's I'm, I'm always trying to like learn other like modalities like yoga is one thing I really want to like learn just for the sake of being able to help somebody who maybe wants Mm -hmm. to increase their mobility right Mm -hmm. Uh, or balance or you know Mm -hmm. so uh, absolutely it's important to even like you said with your your trainer Bobby that uh, he is constantly like learning new stuff and trying to apply those things and I think that's a sign Mm -hmm. of a really great trainer Mm -hmm. I have to say, like, I've incorporated a lot of what he's taught me, like, into my therapy and, like, has, you know, changed some of the ways. And I think um, kind of like you, that that experience is sometimes a little bit more rare to find, um, you know, having that background and having that knowledge of all that, as you were saying, like, even looking into yoga, like, not many personal trainers. And I, I don't want to generalize like that. I'm sure there are plenty. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, you know, a lot of times people are stuck in their one way of their one view and not willing to look at other, other areas and, and as yoga, like yoga is great for people, um, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So I think that's awesome. Um, yeah. I think it's good to just not put all your eggs into one basket. Yeah. Like, you know, if even you therapy heavy, too. Yeah, exactly. If you want to lift heavy, then learn how to do that safely. If you want to be able to do cardio, what do you need to be strong enough to do cardio in the right Mm -hmm. way? If you want to be able to do yoga, Pilates, I mean, there's all of these different ways of of moving. And so I think as I've grown in in my profession, I kind of have picked 
a lot of the things I like from different things. Mm -hmm. And then that way I can kind of like scatter them in. <laughs> They're like and sometimes you help like people find a new, new way of exercise that they didn't know they'd like, right. you know, like I, I encourage, um, I do a lot of work conditioning and I, you said yoga, I make my guys that have never done yoga in their life. And they're like lifting 70 pound boxes all day long. And I'm like, okay. Cause they're with me for three and a half hours. And I'm like, all right, today we're doing yoga for an hour. And they're like, yoga, da, da, da. And by the time they're done, they're like, that's the hardest thing I've done, you know? And it's just like, um, it just changes. It's different on your body. And, you know, sometimes it, they, I had one that really enjoyed it and started doing it afterwards. So it's nice to try different things to see, be willing to try different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's something that you can kind of, then you learn how to kind of move that in and out of your week. So you might have like sprinkle in some cardio days, sprinkle in some more like stability, like stretching mobility days and then strength days. And so like the more you just kind of like kind of sprinkle it throughout the week, <laughs> you're really meeting your body's needs where they are, mm -hmm. uh, which is not just one thing. It's not like just running a whole lot or just lifting a whole lot or just no, it's like it's really about like how can you keep it as as spread out as possible but you're not spreading yourself so thin that you're not really making progress anywhere either mm -hmm. so I think having those goals in mind of like what do I want like where do I want to go with this like Devin likes adding weight like that's his goal he really likes going for those numbers um as a runner I usually have things that I train for so like I'll have like a race that I'm coming up for and I'm like okay so I have a distance that I'm training plus, you know, sometimes a time. And mm -hmm. so it's like, that's my goal. So then I make my training plan based on that goal. And so like, write it down, put it on the calendar, hold yourself accountable. And that like, and then go back and revisit those goals. Um, so like, Devin, how do you track your progress? Like, what like do you use? What's the practicality of that? When I started, I was just pen and paper, because I like the, uh, the freedom yeah. And I can write like weird little notes to myself and and whatever, like yeah. mid pump when I'm thinking crazy things. And uh, <laughs> it's crazy. I still have all of these like old notes and like notebooks and stuff. Uh, and uh, uh, it's it's so interesting to go back and see what you were struggling with that mm -hmm. may now be like a cakewalk, mm -hmm. like is now like my warm up, you know. Right. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So it's it's cool to be able to do that. And now what I've moved to and what I swear by up and down and tell everybody to use for like tracking their resistance workouts is uh, just Google Sheets. Um, just that graph mm -hmm. it, it makes it so easy the the grid it's uh uh it just makes it so easy to track everything i i put like the day where i'm working out at what kind of exercise uh routine i'm doing that day and then each exercise and then you know sets reps um uh, minutes of rest in between each set i track that too as well as the you know intensity of course and you know and i put little notes in there too but it's so nice because when you do it on sheets, it is connected to everything. I can look at my notes on my phone. I can record them just on my phone in between sets. I can do it at my computer. If I'm at home, you know, I can review them from pretty much anywhere. So that's what I've been doing now. And it, you know, is easier to find them than whatever notebook I was recording my stuff in, <laughs> you know, two, three yeah. years ago. Mm -hmm. So what, um, you know, if someone wants to, what is your like go-to piece of equipment? If you had Pers to pick one. Personally, a uh, barbell. Barbell? I, I love the barbell. I think you can do like strength training wise, like anything 
with the barbell. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's great. It's, <laughs> it's, it's everything. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And like with one piece, it's like one piece of equipment. There's so much, right? So I right. think, I think that's what makes it. And just depending easy. on the, you know, like if you wanted to train endurance with the barbell, you can do that. If you want to train strength, if you want to train power, if you, you know, whatever it is, you just alter your training to it. You know, you, if you want endurance, less load, more reps, strength, higher load, less reps, um, power, just doing them faster, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's so many ways. I mean, you can even use a barbell to stretch, <laughs> which I, I, I'll do that sometimes. I'll, you know, mm-hmm. stretch my shoulders out on the, on the barbell, you know, <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah. great. It does everything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I will say he does love the barbell. Like when we moved in, it was like the first thing, first thing he brought. He's like, I'm bringing bringing my stuff. Where's the barbell? There's the barbell. I was like, oh, oh," uh, because, you know, I'm like all this functional movement stuff. And he's like, you, you don't have a barbell. (laughs) I was like, oh, uh, no, no, (laughs) you do now. (laughs) Gotta have it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How many, so like for someone, how many days would you recommend doing strength or like how just in general? I know it's different for every person, but just see your average person that's trying to just build some general strength, be healthy. So I would say like an average person who's like very much a beginner, like just start with like two days, two days or three days if you have the extra time. But two to three days is the general recommendation for starting with strength. And the biggest thing when you're when you're doing like a sort of starting strength program is that you want to learn form first. Because typically strength training is done with barbell movements, just a good handful of them. But it's really important to learn the movements first because they're like pretty technical movements that have a lot of uh, sort of gray area to them sometimes. Like squats, for instance, there are so many different ways to do squats. You can do high bar squats, low bar squats, front squats. um, And those are all just with with the barbell. And it really like where you put your knees, are you turning your feet in or out? Like by how much, right? Like how much are you using hip extension as opposed to, you know, like flexion at the ankles. So there's so many things that go into it that before you even start thinking about how do I lift this heavy weight, you have to think like, how do I effectively do this movement first? So Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the big things for people who are starting with strength training is learning the movements effectively, because if you just start putting on heavy weight without knowing the movement, you will very likely injure yourself and then you get zero strength training. Yeah. I'll pass you my card though. (laughs) In case, in case something's not going well, here's a as a physical therapist sometimes going to the gym is like I always say I look I'm like oh job security yeah I, I just job put, I have to put blinders on I'm like I can't I just I'm here for me I'm here for me I'm here for me I can't talk to everybody here like yeah because like the injury rate is there right and you Especially really could lifting get really heavy injured. and doing yeah. it incorrectly you know if right. you're lifting heavy correctly you're safe but totally yeah yeah how you do it is just as important as like are you even doing it in the first place? Exactly. So yeah, really having an appreciation for form is key. Um, and especially the heavier, heavier you go, the increased risk of something happening and like true injury happening. And so, you know, keep it light. Like don't just try and go in there and like start muscling stuff and, um, you know, impress anybody around you. It's, you know, it's just kind of not worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You really have to work into it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because you do you have to lift heavy if you want to get strong you like have to do something that's heavy because otherwise your body will just simply like not respond to it appropriately if you aren't like putting your nervous system under some serious stress mm-hmm. you you're not going to be able to do it more like you're not going to you know you can't just do like 60% of your one rep max for three sets of 12 and expect to really increase your one rep max. It's right. it's not going to happen. So yeah. the safety is so important though, because yeah. you have to lift heavy. So you have to be safe. Mm-hmm. So spotters mm-hmm. are really important too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's important to have a buddy or at least safeties. If you don't have a buddy, it's important to know what to do if you start failing a lift. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause that, that can be really dangerous too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like that, um, lifting heavy doesn't equal being like massive built big, mm-hmm. you know, I, a lot of times, and I think that's more on the female side that we tend to think if we're lifting heavy, we're going to get bulky. And that's not the truth in that, you know? No, if anything, um, hypertrophy has been shown to be more affected by, short rest times, like 30 second rest times and high volume as opposed to like heavy weight. Obviously, if you're lifting heavy weight, you are going to gain some some mass too over yes. time. But there is such a huge like neurological component to strength. I would, especially in the beginning, the neurological yeah. component to strength is huge. like so much more important than your your muscles. Like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't, it, your, your muscles don't even really matter at first. It's just like training your body to get used to holding something heavy and moving it. So what he means by the neurological um, component is in the brain, we have something called the motor cortex and that motor cortex sends the signal from the brain through the cerebellum, which is where everything kind of gets smoothed out down the spinal cord out to the nerve that tells the muscle what to do. So there's a lot of synapses that have to happen when we move you know, anything like if I'm lifting my finger, that's that there's that my brain has to actually control that this finger is lifting. So when we're starting exercise and we're learning new movement patterns, really the beginning of it is just like smoothing out that motor pattern so that when your brain says, oh, I'm going to do this lift, it knows the movement pattern to do and the sequencing of firing that needs to happen in the muscles. And so this is a big part of physical therapy where I tell all my patients that first month, like we're really working on smoothing out your movement patterns. You are going to be building strength and you'll feel stronger, but we're not actually getting hypertrophy in the muscle. It's it, even though you feel stronger, that takes time. That's why we have to start it now. So we get to our long-term goal. Um, but everything's it's really just, cool. Yeah. Everything's becoming more efficient, you know, more efficient at recruiting mm-hmm. muscles, more efficient. It's not yeah. that the muscle itself is stronger. It's just, we're better at, our nervous system is better at recruiting. Yeah. I mean, think about your first day on the job. You're like bumbly, right? You're like, I don't <laughs> even know where to find the pencils. Like, where's the bathroom, you know? And then like a month in, you're like, boom, boom, boom. I know where boom. Like, it's just like, that's the kind of the same way your body responds mm-hmm. when you start something new. It's like, it's kind of bumbly at first and then it smooths out and becomes efficient. Then we can start loading it down. Yeah. So just having that patience with yourself in the beginning that like, it's okay to be bumbly, <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, that's normal. I bumble my way through life. <laughs> As I always say, like, if you're not failing, then you're not trying new things because in order to 
in order to be successful, in order to experience life, you got you got to be feeling at something. And then that's not a failure is not a bad thing. And when I coach gymnastics, I always explain to my kids that it's not failure on one side, success on the other side. It's like you start here and you have to hit failure, 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 failure all the way until you find success. And right. yeah. um, if you haven't found success yet, you haven't gone far enough. Or you exactly. haven't failed enough. Yeah. And it's horrible to say, because like failure sounds like such a horrible word. And who doesn't have fear of failure? Right. I mean, right. that's like, like, that's a very normal thing to fear. Um, but that is how we get further along. And that's, it's just learning from those. Okay. Well, why did I fail? Well, don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, okay. That, that one didn't work. Um, so taking a second to reflect, learn from it and then move on kind of how Devin was saying, like how he looks back at his notes or what did I do here? What, why did I write that? No. Cause in the moment when he wrote it down, he was clearly thinking something very easy to forget that, you know, a couple of months from now, but going back and reviewing it, it's like, Oh, that's right. I forgot that I realized this. And he probably uses that on a regular basis to go, let me just change this up a little bit. And then you hit that next goal. Sometimes it's just a little bit of a change. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, now I can do what I want to be able to do. Sometimes it's big changes, but yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, Devin, we really appreciate you coming on. Exercise is something we love. So talking to other individuals that also truly do enjoy exercise, whether it's teaching it, but then also living it for themselves is something that's kind of, it's great to share. And hopefully other people will realize that it's not this like straightforward, like, oh, like I just go to the gym and I'm super motivated all the time. And I never think about like not wanting to go. We all think about not wanting to go. That's the real, (laughs) that's where we all get tired and, you know, we all have different things that happen and whatever it might be. It's like, how do we overcome those barriers and then put things in place to make it less likely that the barriers will get in our way? Um, And so, and then you just make it yours. You make it whatever you want, um, whatever's going to keep you motivated and then changing it up when you're getting a little bit bored, um, which is fine. Um, So uh, coming up, we're going to stay in exercise. We've got all sorts of fun things to talk about with exercise. Like (laughs) we are like in our groove right now. So make sure to uh, follow us on on Instagram, we're on Facebook, Um, you know, follow us on social media. We've got all sorts of good things that are coming out. We also have a membership for individuals that want to implement a little bit more specific change. Uh, So if you're interested in that membership, it's $5.99 a month. You can find it on our two gals website, two gals, two dash gals.com. And then we also have some courses that are coming out about exercise. Uh, So like exercise, where to start. So if you want to actually learn a little bit more remotely, just from the comfort of your home, you'll be able to stream that class. And we've got some sub-specialty classes that'll be coming out as well for things that you might want to learn a little bit more about. So we're trying to make the information as accessible as possible for everybody. Lots coming in 2023. Lots coming. We love it. (laughs) All right, everybody. Bye. Bye.